Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Total BS Podcast. Obviously, I'm by myself. It's probably because Justin is butt naked running around the streets of Tucson or probably with his Kobe jersey on right now because the Lakers have just won a championship. We might as well just go ahead and get the show started. These fans just might turn into offense. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us, yo. Your fans just might turn into offense. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Hopefully, Justin will join us today. I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest with you. But we do have a substitute, and I wouldn't even say it's a substitute. I would say it's an upgrade right now. Uh, the one and only Madison Curley from uh, Fox Sports Southwest. And uh, Madison, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Madison is also a national championship winner with ASU, uh, a golfer. Uh, so what's your handicap right now? Uh <laughs> Honestly, the so like I moved, says it I moved all. to Dallas like six, seven months ago, and I didn't really have a ton of people to go golf with yet, so it's been a while. But last I played, did decent. I could probably shoot in the seventies. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe low eighties. Eh, yeah, it depends. Maybe okay. a little practice first, but all right, all right. Well, that's still better than like ninety-eight percent of the population. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, Madison is actually about to embark on another uh, endeavor, and that is the You Mad Bro podcast. Yes. Uh, so, tell us about why you're doing this and uh, what the theme is behind it. So, I've actually debated on like a podcast for a while um, after doing sports journalism at ASU, and I was on camera there. Uh, I did decided not to go the like local TV pursue the reporter route, but I, so like, as you said, I'm in a social media position right now, but I do miss like talking sports and interviewing people and all of that and like how things are trending. We have like more like digital reporters, social media positions that do a little bit of both. So thought, why not give myself a platform to kind of do a little bit of that and refresh my skills and extend my connections and all of that. And have been debating for a while whether I wanted to co-host with someone like couldn't really find the right person or if I wanted to do it myself. So finally decided to just go myself. I'll do a bunch of interviews, have guests on right now. I'm trying to stick to like focusing on women in sports, but like I've I've told multiple people, like I have too many like cool men in sports that I know that I want to have on. So I'm keeping the options open just for now. The people I've reached out to have strictly been women in sports to, focus and talk about like interview them and like their story, but also talk about currents and things going on in sports. For sure. So, so, so early on, it's going to have a focus of women on sports, but then it'll, you know, change with the times, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, like I've told my friends, for example, I'm going to do like a PAC 12 football, like preview, like kind of show. Um, instead, like I found like a female reporter who reports on the PAC 12 instead of like, going to some of the males I know that like I've worked with for a while that cover it. So where I can, I'm going to stick to female, but if there's an interesting topic where a male's feedback would be great, or like if it's a male athlete, I know, and I want to hear their story or like their feet, their opinion on something, um, bring your male there, but try and focus on women where I can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you see, do you think there's like a, 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 you know, obviously we, we know that there is a disparity of women versus men in sports. 
that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's an obvious uh, a clear situation that's going on across the country mm-hmm. right now and and when you look at the woman power in sports mm-hmm. how significant is it right now and and how fortunate do you feel like you are to be in the position that you're in and and about to embark on this endeavor uh, honestly, it's been extremely good right now. Obviously, a few weeks ago, we had some of the incidents with like Maria Taylor, Katie Nolan, those things going on. But everyone on social media and like the sports community rallied around them and supported them and told them how they truly felt and everyone was behind them. I think some of these events and things that have been going on the past couple of years have truly showed the like men in sports and everyone within the community like how much support and like change needs to happen for women in sports. So it's definitely been trending up. When I posted this podcast, obviously the name of the podcast, You Mad Bro, is a little play on the men who have been like, who get a little mad about women talking sports, but like the support and like men I know reaching out and fully supporting me and telling me I should do it and all of that was like tremendous. Like honestly, it was more than I expected. So while I am poking a little fun at it with my podcast, I do know there is a ton of support for women in the sports industry and they do outnumber the bad eggs in the bunch. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I would hope so. Uh, I know a, a lot of uh, fantastic people that, that are definitely um, looking forward to this podcast as well. And yeah. so uh, good luck with that. But since you know the game and you know sports, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of it. The <laughs> Lakers have just won the NBA championship. Is that, And as I've mentioned, the aforementioned Justin Spears is not with us today. <laughs> he will be here at some point. I don't know. And he I can't promise... Today. I, I can't <laughs> promise that he's going to be sober at that point, but <laughs> but as we move on, the Lakers win the championship. That is the 17th championship for the Lakers, 12th in Los Angeles. What are your overall impressions of their performance overall in the bubble? Honestly, it was interesting because everyone talks about AD and LeBron, and like while they did great, you especially in the finals, like you saw other players step up, like. The entire, most of the bubble, everyone was making fun of KCP. And then, like, at the last game, people were talking about how, like, he could potentially be, like, I mean, joking, but MV, or talking in him in the MVP race. So I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a Kobe fan. So I was rooting for – I was rooting for the Lakers because I wanted them to win it for Kobe due to, like, obviously the accident that happened this year. But it was cool to see – the whole, I mean, everyone's poking fun at Danny Green, but besides that, the whole team stepped up to kind of give a team performance to launch them to this win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, everybody focuses on the, on the big two, obviously for, yes. for obvious reasons. And yep. LeBron got a lot of flack the other night, which I thought was completely unwarranted um, mm-hmm. in terms of not taking that last shot, which I thought was just utter trash if he had taken the last shot and missed it they would have been giving him grief for taking the last shot oh yeah he lebron (laughs) is in a no-win situation 24 7 so Mm -hmm. we all know this but it's also kind of what he puts on his own back by Mm -hmm. switching teams and switching cities and you know going and trying to get the best players to play with him instead of you know building what he had maybe and just staying in cleveland i think if he stays in cleveland his entire career he has a lot more support michael jordan level support Mm -hmm. um into what he's doing but because he was jumping ship and you know all that good stuff uh i think he doesn't get the credit that he probably deserves but outside of that and dirk like you don't really see their fan bases getting or like people in the country getting mad at them no no never 
never. The only t- the only fan bases that get mad at them are the ones that lose. That's about yes. it. Mm-hmm. So, but outside of that, you know, the the bubble was ah man, I don't. It was awesome. It was also very sad because you know it's just a constant reminder that the, the games are not being played in front of a live um, crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. But your overall impressions of the bubble? Obviously, the NBA killed it. We've seen with the current situation with the NFL, um, MLB's been at the beginning it was a little rocky, but been better. But the fact that they were able to get to the bubble had enough, like a couple initial positives, but like they all quarantined, they got rid of it. And ever since, since they've been in isolation, since they've been in the bubble, they've been able to play every single game. And like with the NFL, there's so many scheduling questions and then it affects other teams and then it affects your team's weeks, the rest of the season. So it was really cool to see the NBA come together, have a plan from day one, execute the plan and kept everyone safe. And I mean, there was no fans, but I was glad to see that they had some family there to experience the games. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the bubble actually presented some of the the most entertaining basketball we've seen in quite a while. I mean, it seemed like every other night. Can I say that again? Especially for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, especially for the Phoenix Suns who went 8-0 in the bubble. And, you know, obviously uh, they were just one game shy of making it into the, the actual playoff. But um, outside of that, I just – I thought the play was at a very high level. And I thought that the play was at a very, very high level because it was it was really like a rec league kind of atmosphere. You mm-hmm. know, guys are waiting in the tunnel to get on the court with their little backpacks on, you know what I mean? It's just waiting for, you know, who's got next kind of thing. And I thought that was fantastic. I thought the NBA did a, a terrific job of, of putting everything together. And it looks like LeBron uh, is the finals MVP, which is no real surprise. So um, the Los Angeles, like, I can't, I, it makes me sick so to my stomach. They're so cute. It makes me sick to my stomach to say that the Lakers have won the championship, but of all years to win it, the Kobe year was yes. definitely the year to win it for sure. I've told everyone like since it happened as a Phoenix Suns fan, I never root for the Lakers ever. Like even growing up, like I respected Kobe. I appreciated him, but he destroyed Steve Nash every year. And Steve Nash is my favorite player of all time. So I truly never even like rooted for him, but you got to respect him as one of the greats in the sport. And after all this happened and kind of the conversation was, it was, was it going to be the Lakers? Or was it going to be the Clippers? Obviously Clippers, fell out but from since the accident i was like i hope it's the lakers just go win it for kobe this is the year get it done (laughs) yeah sure for sure uh outside of the lakers uh one more little piece that i wanted to touch on with you before you took off uh since you are in the southwest today obviously some terrible news with dak prescott uh breaking his ankle he's gonna he's actually i think he's about to have surgery tonight um last time i saw but I mean, oh my gosh, just awful, awful news out of Dallas. Uh, when you saw the injury, what was your first impression? I hate watching injuries on TV, especially when they like replay them and zoom in and you see his foot literally pointing the wrong way. It almost looked like it was his left foot because it looked it was pointing the opposite way that it was supposed to compared to his leg. So obviously none of that's fun to watch or like it's awful to watch. But I think the hardest part was watching him sit there on the cart crying as he walked, like went off the field. And it just showed you how much the city means to him, how much the cart or like how much the whole entire like game and team and all of that means to him. And also 
he didn't get a contract signed this last offseason. So this is going to affect his future contracts. And it's hard because he didn't get it signed because he decided to bet on himself. And then yeah. this happens. So, it, but seeing how the league and everyone in the entire country on social media rallied around him just shows you the kind of person Dak is. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because you know who has popped up into the chat. <laughs> My man, Justin Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Justin got the goggles on and everything, my man. Justin, how are we feeling right now, buddy? Woo! You just won a championship. What are you going to do next? You can't go to Disneyland. You can't go to Disneyland because Disneyland shut down. <laughs> oh my goodness! I am on cloud nine right now. Uh, how good is the field, buddy? I've never experienced an NBA championship. You loser. It's been 10 long years, Saul. Shut up, dude. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. No, but but all seriousness, no. Like, this year has been so crazy. Like, mm -hmm. with, with Kobe passing away and then with COVID affecting the season, I thought there for a second, like, really? That's it for the NBA season? Like, they're not going to even have a chance to win an NBA title for Kobe. Mm -hmm. And then they have the bubble. And then for a little while there in the bubble, or I shouldn't say a little while, but um, for a split second, it looked like they were just going to stop playing basketball because of everything that's going on in the world. And the two teams that walked out of that meeting when they decided if they were going to play basketball or not were the Clippers and the Lakers. Lakers almost sacrificed the championship. But then they realized, let's utilize our platform. And they went back and played basketball. And damn it, Saul, we are champs. We are champs. Good for you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not ex as excited about that as you are, clearly. Uh, but, you know, congratulations, buddy. I'm glad that you won a championship. I'm glad it's the 12th championship in Los <laughs> Angeles. The 12th championship in Los Angeles Lakers history, 17th overall. Um, and you have finally, finally caught up to the Boston Celtics and uh, now I'm glad you get to go spend another $100 and get a new stupid banner behind you. And, yeah, it's all good, buddy. I'm just going to update it. Just go just to gonna, a sports memorabilia shop. Write it on there. Just duct tape it. <laughs> get, get a little note, put it on a piece of paper, and yeah. tape it on there. Madison is getting the full Justin Spears experience right now. She's actually got <laughs> she's actually got a pretty cool shirt on. Uh, it's, a, it's a Mamba shirt. There Ooh, go. love it. There you are, go. Are, Madison, are you a Lakers fan, though? No. no, I actually oh, grew up like hating the Lakers because I'm a Suns fan, but I respect Kobe. And so since the accident, I mean, until the bubble, obviously the Phoenix Suns didn't even look like they were going to make the playoffs. So after the accident, I was like, it was kind of the discussion was the Lakers or the Clippers, who's going to win it. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I'll support the Lakers only for Kobe. So. The Lakers are definitely milking their 15 minutes of uh, podium time right now. Anthony Davis can't believe he won a championship in what his like seventh year. Like, get the hell out of here. Okay. He's playing anyway. for the Pelicans. Hey, by the way, my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> most important message. That's it, right? That's, That's why we came important. to the bubble to spread the word. <laughs> anyway, Madison, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, she is embarking on her own podcast journey there, Justin. And I've, uh, we've been kind of discussing. She's about to do uh, uh, the You Mad Bro podcast, which is a great name. Oh, that's such a great title. It's a, such a great <laughs> and, and, the, and the title will get you in the door.
but you gotta you gotta step on everybody's throats right out of the bat otherwise you lose them real quick so best of luck to you madison you have any other words i think i'm good good luck all right well when you launch it when you when you launch it let us know and we will definitely support you and uh best of luck as you move forward and madison next time you're in arizona Let's go golfing so you can whoop my ass and Saul's ass. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care, Madison. Thank you. All right. That was Madison Curley. Justin, good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you, Saul. Man. <sighs> Man. <sighs> it, it, I'm on cloud nine, like I said. And it's it's just so unbelievable because a few nights ago, I was drinking champagne to drown my sorrows away because I still couldn't believe wearing the black Mamba jerseys, you lose that game. And for a, a split second there, you thought Jimmy Butler was going to do it. He was going to find a way to get the heat back into this series and possibly force a game seven. Hey, I thought it was over in, in the last podcast. Saul, I was sitting there pounding my chest saying, dude, it's all over. Lakers wearing the Mamba jerseys. That's it. Pack it up. And then the heat, did that and I got scared for a little bit but the first half in this game the Lakers came out to play and they did it on both sides of the floor I mean LeBron was just so dominant I mean it felt like he had a triple double just in the first half and he couldn't miss uh Anthony Davis a a force down low and, and a big adjustment before this game was Frank Vogel taking out Dwight Howard and putting in Alex story here ago Alex Caruso was playing in the G League and starting an NBA Finals game and it really opened up the floor for the Lakers Rondo was able to get into the paint LeBron was able to bulldoze his way into the paint and it was just a grade A ass whooping in the first half and as soon as the Lakers went up by I think it was what 28 points at halftime it was like (laughs) all right it's all over with because they're not they're not going to blow this lead. In. Well, Ju- Justin, you know you know I can't leave you on cloud nine for too long, and this <laughs> one actually comes courtesy of our good old friend Bunk in our fantasy football league. Oh, fantasy! He said at least he oh, can celebrate no. that after the ass whooping he received today from me in fantasy. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. There you go, Bunk. Give <laughs> give him some. Give him some. Yeah. And then uh, a, a new a new uh, newcomer to our show who's been following us. Uh, Steve, dear Lord, Lakers make me sick. What the <laughs> fellas? <laughs> Steve, appreciate you, my man. They make me sick too. But hey, we'll let Justin have his day in the sunshine. Most uh, importantly, yeah. though, Saul, it was for this man right here. It, it, it is. That is most importantly. That is most importantly. It was for this man right here. I will. I will say that I am very happy that they did it for him because that it should be that way. It should yeah. be that way. Um, so, you know, Hey, but moving along from the Lakers, uh, you know, we, Madison and I kind of touched on a little bit, but man, Dak Prescott, oof, how awful was that today? Huh? The Dallas Cowboys are already having a terrible season. Like their defense is absolutely atrocious. And really the only thing keeping these guys into games was Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup. And I know the offensive line is a little banged up. Tyron Smith is going to be out for the year. But, you know, Dak Prescott was supposed to have this monster contract. Like, he was supposed to be one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the offseason, or at least it looked like it was going to be that way. Five for 145, though. 
Yeah. And then if you think about five for 145, right? This is where I'm going to smash everybody. And they gave Patrick Mahomes 10 for 450. <laughs> Yo, we're not even in the same ballpark right now. And I know Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. I know this. I know Patrick Mahomes won an MVP. I know this. But Dak was in the MVP consideration a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When they had the best record in the NFC. You know what I mean? And so, like, he's not that far removed. And I Super Bowls are Super Bowls, but you need a whole team to win a Super Bowl, okay? Dallas isn't going to win a Super Bowl this year, even if Dak was, you know, even if Dak got 10 for 450 mil. Like, their defense is atrocious. They average giving up, like, 35 points a game. They're the, they might be the worst defense in the league. Yeah. They're that bad. But, man, this is why you hold out. This is why you hold out. Yeah. Oh, Dak. Yeah. And, and Dak has already had a terrible year. I mean, 2020 has been a shit year for all of us. I mean, we, we can all agree on that. But Dak Prescott lost his brother earlier this year yep. uh, to suicide. And to hear Skip Bayless pretty much call him soft on national TV really just pissed me off because – how 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 do you know exactly what Dak is going through? True. Sitting here saying you're the you're the quarterback of America's team, you should just, you should just suck it up and, and just and just play football essentially. And then he goes on Twitter and is and is so concerned about his injury. So you're concerned about his injury because he's not quarterbacking your favorite team. But when it came to his his brother's death, you showed absolutely no sympathy whatsoever. Physical uh, health, physical health and mental health are one and the same, in my opinion. And so the fact that he was doubting Dak Prescott's depression and how he was dealing with everything after losing his brother and going through what he went through um, just makes Skip Bayless a terrible human being. Yeah. And then you see the physical act and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe that. That's so terrible. And then, you know, Dak is obviously emotional crying. All because somebody isn't physically exerting what is going through their, you know, their person doesn't mean that they're not going through a lot of crap. You know yeah. what I mean? And so the fact that Skip Bayless did that is just un, unexcusable. Absolutely T unexcusable. Tasteless is just scratches the surface of words that I use to describe what Skip did. And, you know, I just, you know me, Saul. I, I give a bunch of crap to Cowboys fans all the time. You do the same thing. Um because it's, it's it's the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. But to see that moment, all my hatred or um, displeasure with the Cowboys just completely goes out the window because you don't want to see that at all. Because you look at his ankle and the way it was, it just it makes you sick to your stomach. And and also Tony Romo, did you hear him on the broadcast say, "Oh, I think it might be just a cramp." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, his ankle is is hang is is coming yeah. out of his sock. Yo. That is that is not that is not a cramp. And I don't know what Tony Romo was looking at, but that <laughs> moment when they put Dak Prescott on the cart and they were wheeling him out to go to a local hospital for surgery, to see him tear up and, and put that fist in the air, man, it just it really made you emotional. And also, big shout out to Jason Garrett. Oh yeah, the, the New York Giants offensive coordinator who used to coach the Dallas Cowboys. He was one of the first people to run on the field to check Dak Prescott to see if he was okay. I mean that that is just a class act, and 
man, it just it really breaks your heart to see everything that Dak went through. Now, if you're Jerry Jones, you have to do right by Dak because he has done everything this franchise has asked him to do. Well, and now you now you give him that five year one forty five and see if he takes it. I mean, injury I don't or see not, why take, you wouldn't. It. take it, take it. You got to yeah. take it now, right? Yeah. Because we don't know how you're about, about to bounce back from this. You know what I mean? Yeah. We already saw something not as horrific, um, or we saw something a little more horrific, I should say, with Alex Smith, who just came back today, uh, actually, um, which was nice to see. But, man, social media felt like I did. Every time that dude dropped back to pass, I was like, <gasps> you know, like I was nervous for the man. You know what I mean? Like it, Alex Smith – so much kudos to him for coming back and fighting back and getting a chance to snap the ball in the NFL one more time. But damn, I, I I can't be the only one. I hope he doesn't play again because I don't want to see him get hurt again. You know what I mean? I couldn't yeah. even imagine what would happen if it happened again. You know, yeah. and his wife and kids are in there. I, I mean, it, it's it, chances of that freak injury happening again. I mean, even Dar- Aaron Donald said um on the sideline like that's a, his language strong as hell or used some colorful language but i'm paraphrasing <laughs> obviously but uh yeah crazy but also other breaking news in case you don't know uh the atlanta falcons have fired head coach dan quinn and uh and also let go of their gm uh thomas dimitrov so that is not a surprise but maybe a surprise in this covid year midway through the season not a surprise at all. It really, it really isn't a surprise because what have the Falcons done under Dan Quinn other than choke away a Super Bowl? And it's great that you got the team to the Super Bowl, but you had a twenty-eight to three lead, and you're throwing the ball. Yeah. You're throwing the ball in the Super Bowl when you should be running the ball and figuring out a way to chew away clock. But instead, you kept having Matt Ryan, and I get it. That was Matty Ice's. Did he win an MVP that year? Was he? No. no. But he was an MVP candidate. Julio yeah. Jones, one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. Still to this day, he is. And you didn't run the ball at all when you had a pretty solid backfield. So you allowed the Patriots in that Super Bowl to come back, and you gave Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, a chance to win that game, and of course he capitalized on it. And fast forward to this year, the Atlanta Falcons, I'm pretty sure, had leads in every single game this season, and they found a way to choke away the games. Double-digit leads in every Double-digit leads. Except and for, I do believe today they did not, and last week no, they did not either. No, but you're playing the Carolina Panthers. That doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. No offense to Teddy Bridgewater, but he's a very average quarterback. The Panthers I mean, are a very average team. But I mean, but the Panthers beat the Cardinals last week. They've won three in a row. They're not that average, clearly. I'm, I, just saying. I, I'm not I, trying to excuse the Atlanta Falcons' horrendous sure. start this season, but you know, it's not. It's at least when it comes to the Panthers, the Panthers aren't terrible. Terrible. I sure. Or maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe the Cardinals just suck that bad. I don't know. Um, they didn't look too great in the first half against the New York Jets today, but they put it out 30-10. to 10. Uh, Yeah, man, it's, it's been kind of a crazy day, crazy week. Also, I mean, talk about crazy week. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I mean, damn. Coronavirus hit the NFL hard. Titans, 
finally going to play, I think, tomorrow afternoon at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, or the Bills, I mean, there's a game on Tuesday. There's a game at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. There's Monday Night Football. Like the whole schedule is all over the place. Games are getting pushed back. Uh, it, it, teams are getting taking bye weeks in week five, who normally had bye weeks in other weeks. Man, the NFL, and we knew this was going to happen. The NFL is having to adjust big time all over the place. And how they manipulate this is going to be very fascinating. Mm-hmm. It looks like the Super Bowl won't be played until, what, March? Because the way this season is going and how games are constantly being pushed back, I mean, the NFL is going to have to be flexible. But the fortunate thing for the league is they kind of already started on time. They just did it without a preseason. And they have the beginning of 2021 to be very flexible. So I think the the NFL, I mean, they're just going to continue to navigate through all of this. And I, I don't imagine a scenario where they just say, listen, this is getting out of hand. We got to pack things up. And, and move on from this like they've are they're already starting to let fans in the stadium like when kansas city uh first played uh the season opener there was no fans whatsoever then you watch their game against the raiders today by the way by the way big shout out to john gruden and the raiders for getting it done on the road giving the chiefs their first loss on, but man. fans you can't, you can't bring up john gruden and not do it come on now let well, you up man <laughs> this guy this 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 defensive back man, they should call him Control Alt Delete because when there's a window, he'll close them up in a hurry, man. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's your obligatory um, John Gruden imitation. I gotta have like the the mask like halfway hanging off because it seems like John Gruden can never maintain a mask on his face. No. Um, but you know, fans are starting to come back in, into the stadiums, and it's starting to kind of get back to normal. Although players are testing, but Listen, the league started on time. If the Super Bowl is pushed back a month, a month and a half, so be it. I'm not going to be complaining because then we're going to have football going into the spring. Yeah. But, man, it's it's just – it's weird, man. So and, as, it, as it stands right now, the Broncos-Patriots game has been moved to next weekend. Um, it re- originally was supposed to be tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. They pushed it back to next weekend to try and make sure that nobody is infected with coronavirus. Um, and then Chargers and Saints tomorrow night. And then the Bills and Titans, the Titans, oh my gosh, finally they'll play another game for the first time in like two weeks because of all their COVID issues. Um, we'll play on Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So, it's uh, man, it's it's all over the place, man. It really is. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't, I just I don't know how the season is is going to play out. I'm hopeful, but I mean, we'll see. I'm, like I said, I'm optimistic, but it's it's going to be weird because usually, you know, football players always tough it out. Like, Saul, how many times have you played with the flu? Played a sport with the flu? Ooh, I don't know about flu or like or like you're you're sick. Oh yeah, 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 tons of time. I bro- I play with a broken finger, two sprayed ankles. Like, I don't give a damn. Like, if it's time to play, it's time to play. Yeah. And that's how we're, that's how that's how athletes are conditioned to do. But you can't do that with this virus, and that's what got the Tennessee Titans in trouble. Is they thought they could just fight through it and go practice on their own, and lo and behold, like you got half the damn building with Corona, and you've had to cancel weeks, push them back. Players don't get checks when they don't play, and when that bank account starts coming up a little bit short, that's when players are like, "Okay, hey everybody, we need to t- take take this seriously." Yeah, and 
I'm curious how that's going to pan out when flu season comes around or when the weather starts changing and guys start getting sick because, I mean, you could test negative for the coronavirus, but what if you're showing obvious symptoms on game day? Like, Dude, what's going to happen? I, you know, the, the funny thing is, okay, so last weekend, full disclosure, last weekend there was a socially distanced um, pig roast that I was a part of, right? And one of the people that was in that pig roast um, ended up getting COVID. And so I've been quarantining since yesterday. Uh, and it, so that was a week, well, what, like a week ago yesterday. So eight days ago, I have no symptoms. I have not shown any symptoms. I feel just fine. Um, but they got diagnosed, I guess, on Tuesday. And then I got the heads up on Friday. So I've been quarantining since. And it's not fun. This shit ain't fun. So I got quarantined until at least next Saturday because that's my last known content that contact, and that'll be 14 days. And man, you know, like, what if I don't show any symptoms? But what if I carried it and I didn't know it? Maybe I had Corona because back in January and February, I swear I was sick as a dog. I've never been as sick as I was back then. Hard to breathe. Didn't want to get out of bed for like three straight days. I swear I had COVID. But I didn't know COVID existed, and nobody did either until March. So uh, it, it's it's a very it's a very um, it's a very tricky disease. It's a very tricky virus. And if you're exposed to somebody, that's why they say you have to quarantine for 14 days, even if you think you feel okay. So that's what we're doing. And yeah, it sucks. But hey, that's just how it is. But these players, you know, they're top notch athletes. They feel amazing. You know, even if they get the virus, chances are of them really feeling beat down are probably lower than the average human being. So I can imagine that they were like, well, I I feel great. Let's keep playing. You know what I mean? But it's not like that. It's just not like that. Because if you go to the practice facility or you go to a game, there's assistant coaches on coaching staffs that are 50, 60, 70 years old. You don't know who you're going to give it to, how it's going to affect them. And lo and behold, you don't want to be that guy that thought it was no big deal. And then some teammate just has some underlying condition and they pass away, even though they were in the prime of their life physically. Like yeah. you don't want to put anybody in that situation because all it takes, Justin, is one person to die from this thing. And I guarantee you the league will be on pause for like a month at yeah. least. Yeah. And not, not a fun situation to be. So, so with that being said, you know, if you're out there, just, you know, just. I love oh, that transition. Man. That was awesome. <laughs> don't be that guy. You know, you just don't be that guy. And speaking of don't be that guy, Justin, let's get into it, baby. Cause I got, I got several of them. Okay. And I'm going to okay. leave this, I'm going to leave this bad boy off. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for the longest time in my life, I went to Marcus Denise high school. Um, you know, it's a, it's a high school in the middle of the suburbs, you know, nothing special about it. But I remember we had the same kind of like, you know, the same songs that they play at every game and, you know, the band for football games, you know, the same just kind of, you know, same, same stuff to everybody. Justin, you, have, you and I went to U of A. I think that was one of our major beefs is like, oh, my gosh, U of A band. Can you Bruno play Mars. something different, please? <laughs> I'm Bruno asking. Mars. I'm begging you to play anything different, please. Change up the list just once. 
for crying out loud just once. Please, please. Because uh, <laughs> you know those band members want to play something funky, play something a little bit different. I don't want to see them come onto the field talking about, oh, now we've got earth, wind, and fire. This ain't freaking, uh, well, what's the movie? Come on, tell me. Drumline. Drum yeah, drumline. You know, you got the old professor, the old school, like, oh, you know, it took Nick Cannon to come in and change things up and get live. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. That's right. With that being said, this is how I felt when uh, when <laughs> I was at Marcos Deniza and we played Central High School. And Central okay. High School is in the middle of Phoenix and it has a predominantly black student body at the time it did in the 90s. And, uh, and I remember seeing their band and I was like, oh shit, man, this is something else. <laughs> But it's not Blake Griffin. It is not Blake Griffin. He's fake Griffin is what he is. Fake Griffin. <laughs> so I love that video because um, when we were going to U of A, I think it was the 2015 season is when Arizona hosted Grambling, Grambling. State. Yeah. And um, I did a yes. feature story on Grambling State because um, I mean, there's a unique connection between Arizona and Grambling State. Like they performed the halftime show at the very first Super Bowl together. Mm -hmm. And now 50 years later, they came back. And Grambling State did the halftime show at Arizona Stadium. Mm, mm, and I remember mm. being on the field yes. during it. Oh, yeah. And I was just. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. And I, 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 I couldn't help myself. And, and um, I just remember like thinking like, man, pride of Arizona's got to be feeling like. Damn. Trash. <laughs> I love and Pride I love of Arizona, my, but it's not I Grambling my, State. I, hey, I love the Pride of Arizona. I just want the Pride of Arizona to have a little bit more soul into it and play something <laughs> a little bit different. Yeah, get a little hip thrust in there. You know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, come on now, come on now. That's all um, I'm asking. That's all I'm asking for now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's what I loved about uh, about that. So, band directors, don't be that guy. That can't change up the flavor a little bit. You know, give the people what they want. Give them a little taste. Just a put little some, taste. Put some seasoning on it. There you go. Put a little tussin <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, who's your don't be that guy this week? So there's a social media trend going around, and it's all because of a guy by the name of Dogface on TikTok. And Dogface was uh, a guy, I don't know where he's from, but he's just, you know, cruising on a longboard, going down a freeway, listening to Fleetwood Mac, drinking cranberry juice. And you want to know the power of TikTok? Oh, like, man. People are like going out and buying Ocean Spray just because of this shelves. guy. It's oh, off yeah. the shelf. And Ocean, Ocean Spray, Spray gave him a truck. 
I gave him a truck because they thought, man, this our sales are through the roof right now, all because of this guy. Well, there was a New York Jets fan that decided, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to recreate this video, and it didn't work out. <laughs> i think it was because he was a jets fan no it has to be because i mean they're zero <laughs> five right now man it just it's just not it's karma man it's karma yeah that's a, a perfect analogy or it's such a symbolic video of how the new york jets are are g- going on right now so yeah, don't be that guy. I mean, if you're going to recreate the video and do, it right. and do that, you better do it right. You better make sure there aren't any big cracks, any big rocks in the way. Just smooth. Listen to Fleetwood Mac. Take a swig. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And be on with it. Hey, uh, I will say this, too. Since you're drinking right now, um, you know, a lot of people make bad decisions when they get drunk. Sometimes they're in Vegas and sometimes they end up getting married. Unfortunately for this couple, none of them were drunk. And this girl shows up to Target and gives my man an ultimatum. And not only an ultimatum, but she's also in a wedding dress and has a minister alongside her so they can get married on the spot. Nah, nope, nope, nope. But he followed her. Yeah, he said, talk about this outside. Yeah, no, nah, they didn't get married. Okay. I feel like it was kind of a setup anyway, but at the same time, like, if you're crazy enough to approach me at work, at, could you imagine? My job is a social media guy, right? I'm at the Suns game. I'm taking some courtside videos. And here comes Estella. <laughs> <laughs> wearing a wedding dress. Wearing a wedding dress, talking about we're going to get married right now or I'm walking out. I'd have been like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Monty bye, Williams is looking at you like, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> don't hey, don't put that kind of mess on me, Monty. <laughs> this is my business. No, she can go. Don't put me in that corner. Come on now. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even like, would you, would you end it right then and there? Yes, because if you're crazy enough to show your ass up at my job, get trying talking about we need to get married. No, no. See, Steve's Steve's with me. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. No, I'm not feeling that at all. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That that'd be such a, a weird situation. And <laughs> a part of me just says, okay, you got the camera rolling down the aisle. I would have done the um the Damian Lillard wave to her. <laughs> bye <laughs> see ya <laughs> yes As she's walking yes. down the aisle like <laughs> <laughs> deuces
I, oh man. my gosh! Oh, man. But, but shout out to that guy. Poor guy. I mean, oh. one minute he's stacking the shelves, doing his job at Target. Yeah, he's then just helping next, somebody with their insignia. You know what I mean? And then the next, the, the, his significant other, his spouse, shows up wearing a wedding dress at think We need to get married right here, right now. What? So let okay, let's say you were to get married in Target. What is the most tasteful place in Target to get married? <laughs> Like what part of Target would you say? Like okay, you know we what? Gotta, I'm down to do it, but let but let's find a place. Uh, we gotta right go place. to the outdoor area with the patio furniture and the nice gazebo <laughs> next to all the big red balls. Yeah, <laughs> right next to the grills. Yeah, light all the grills up. Have a little tiki torch. There you go, man. You're all good, man. <laughs> but Steve makes a good point. If you gave into that, think about what the rest of your life would be like. Oh my gosh, talk about the unpredictable. And in this very, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to make light of, uh, of being bipolar or anything by any stretch of the imagination, because we know that's very serious. But if she can show up to Target in a wedding dress, that's a different kind of crazy that I don't want to deal with. You're going to get divorced at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you got that prenup in aisle eight over there. There you go. Right over there. Get that annulment right over there in, in aisle six. Yeah, man. Oh. Oof, brutal, brutal. Anyway, as we do every single week, we like to leave you all on a nice little uplifted note. And this week, Justin, you gave a you gave a nice little something right here. Um, this, you go ahead and set it up. Incredible uh, video, as always, by Rex Chapman. He always tweets out the the feel good videos, and I thought that we had to bring this up on the podcast. So, in a high school football game in South Dakota, uh, a senior goes by the name of Brady Sprick. He was injured in a car accident his freshman year. Um, well, he got on the field with his teammates, and they allowed him to score a touchdown. Just absolutely great gesture right here. Yeah, it, it's pretty uh, It's pretty touching. Um, one of his teammates jumps into the, the wheelchair and wheels off, um, so that way there's no danger on the play. They snap it, and then they – they essentially carry them into the end zone, which is man. Just, you love to see it, man. You love to see it. Yeah. And I love when football games have those kinds of moments where, you know, people who are disabled or who have never gotten a fair chance in life to do something. And they finally have their moment where everyone's watching them. And it's, and it's so happy because it, it's such, it's such a positive moment. And that's something that, Brady Sprick will never forget for the le- for the rest of his life. Um, you know, one of my favorite uh, football moments was a few years ago when USC, they were just beating the brakes off of Western Michigan, and they decided to bring in Jake Olson, who yeah. is a blind long snapper. You know, he had, um, you know, eye cancer, and he lost his vision in one eye. And then later on, when he was a teenager, he completely lost his vision and he was always around the team when Pete Carroll was at USC he was always at practice and he was a member of the Trojan family well they gave him an opportunity to be a long snapper at USC and they coordinated with Western Michigan hey if we're up by a certain amount of points we're going to get Jake Olson in for a PAT and he's going to snap it it was a clean snap perfect hole and the field goal was great and that's just a moment that you live for I mean that's just humanity at its finest and i'm I'm really glad that that happened 
Yeah, absolutely. No, it was terrific. My uh, my, tell me something good is a little uh, you know, a l- little less on the uh, the tragic side, um, and just some good natured. Just man, gets you right in the feels every single time. Justin, Justin, you're a, you're a dog lover. I'm a oh, dog lover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, you know, my kids have always been around dogs, and I remember memories like this one coming up because dogs just get it, man. They just get it. What's a soulmate? It's a, well, it's like a best friend, but more. It's the one person in the world who knows you better than anyone else. It's someone who makes you a better person. Actually, they don't make you a better person. You do that yourself because they inspire you. A soulmate is someone who you, you carry with you forever. It's the one person who who knew you and accepted you and believed in you before anyone else did, or when no one else would. And no matter what happens, you'll always love them. Nothing can ever change that. Just some good old, just warms your heart up, makes you feel so good. You know what I mean? Like, that's a beautiful relationship. And uh, the puppy and the kid, I'm sure, are going to grow up together. That's just awesome. It's just awesome. Now I'm really glad I wore these sunglasses. Because <laughs> I think somebody's cutting onions in here. I don't know. But, yeah, man, you know, dogs are awesome. They, they, they just understand your emotions. Like, when you're feeling down, it's, it's amazing that a, a switch can just be turned on and a dog, and they know when to comfort you and, and when to be there for you. Um, you know, I, I went through a lot in my life over the last year and a half. And one thing that has always been consistent is my dog's love for me. doesn't matter how sad or happy or upset I am. My dog just has this, this feeling for me that I've never experienced uh, with, with a dog. And you have that attachment and and that's always going to be your buddy you know i can have the shittiest day but as soon as i get home my dog is right there just happy to see me and he's always happy to see me and yeah yeah, dogs just man they're they're freaking awesome they get it man you know i'm a difficult person to get along with (laughs) as a lot of people probably know um and uh (laughs) you know when we we got four dogs um uh, starting about five years ago. And I remember Stella lost her dog, um, to seizures, um, when we first got together and, um, that dog today, uh, his name was Woos. He continues to be a blessing in our life, even after he's gone, because when we were alone in Kansas together, uh, it was the first time we had lived together. Uh, we were about three months in, we weren't exactly getting along the greatest, you know, we were kind of, you know, we would have, you know, verbal fights and argue a lot with each other. And, then Woos went through what he was going through and he passed away. And when he passed away, she had been with, she had been with Woos for 11 years and she loved that dog like it was her own son. And when he passed away, it really forced us to kind of have to deal with each other without him around. And it was the, it was the most unusual thing because shortly after that, she like, she started like opening up to me. And I started opening up to her and we started telling each other how we really feel and what's really going on with us and the different emotions that we have and the day-to-day 
relationship type things that we would have to deal with. And it brought us closer together. And if it weren't for Woos passing away, I don't know if that ever happens. And I don't know if I'm getting married next year. If I don't even know if I'm engaged right now or if we're even together. So um, so as we move forward, you know, we, we got dude who was a rescue. He's a pit bull. And he is now the oh, first man. the first day I got dude. Oh, my gosh. I remember taking the leash and he was a rescue and he was petrified. Um, I remember taking the leash off of the wall to go take him on a walk. First time I'm ever going to take him on the walk. I have no idea about his history. I just know he's a rescue. Um, and he just started wetting himself because he was terrified that I was going to beat him with the leash. And I'm like, dude, like, that's not, that's not me. Like, we're not going to do that to you, buddy. You know what I mean? And it took forever to kind of like get him out of that. And then when we finally got the one time we got to a park, um, I had a ball with me and that was his trigger. He had no idea. And so I took the ball and I threw it out and we were over at the mall at U of A and we did that every single day for about two straight months out there in the mall, running back and forth, chasing the ball. And so he got to associate the ball and the leash with something positive and good. And, uh, you know, and, and he's been, you know, he's been kind of crazy, uh, you know, emotional and quiet, but man, to see him come out of his, out of his scary, you know, discomfort zone over the last five years has been one of my greatest treasures. Um, like he is a completely different dog. Now he's downstairs right now. He's playing with balls. He's eating bones. He would have never done that three, four years ago, but now he is. Yeah. Um, and then I know obviously then selfishly, we got two other dogs a Boston Terrier and a French, French bulldog. And this French bulldog's name is turtle off of entourage. If you don't know, now, you know, um, and turtle has my heart because turtle is like my, he's my road dog. Like yeah. every, everywhere I go in the house, he wants to see what I'm doing. What am I up to? Um, everywhere I go in the house, he's always watching me. Uh, if I go to something in the garage, he follows me. Like he is, he is my number one. Um, he just wants to be with me and you know, dogs, man, they just make you feel some type of way. Don't they, man, they do. And going back to, you know, your, your dude story, you know, I'll never forget, um, when I watched dude for you, when you and Estella went on vacation (laughs) and, um, I was afraid to go into the house, like on one of the last nights, because, I just I always saw dude as this very physically imposing dog. Like you look at him, he's are they call it is he a gray nose pit bull? No, uh, he's a blue pit bull or blue pit bull, and he's got his ears clipped. Which by the way, if you have a pit bull, don't clip their ears. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. that just makes that, them that look way me. more menacing. That no, that that, that wasn't, wasn't you. That wasn't Saul. But you know, you see a big pit bull, super muscular. Like we're I'm, like he's like the Terry Crews of dogs, and. <laughs> You see his ears, and he's just so imposing. And and I I never forget that one of the last nights I watched Dude for Saul, and I like kind of like peeked my head in or poked my <laughs> head in, and and he kind of like looked at me, and I just heard like a little like, Rrr. and it was because I was creeping in. I should have just like opened the door, like, hey, I'm here, don't eat me. <laughs> uh, but you know, since he was kind of you know concerned, you know who who was coming in. He was kind of protecting his territory a little bit, or at least I thought that he could have just made a noise and I was just too scared and a big <laughs> sissy. Um, but, you know, he, one of the sweetest dogs that I've ever met in it's a pit bull. Dude is a pit bull. 
you know, there are a lot of apartment complexes that won't even let you live in that place if you yeah. have a pit bull. Yeah. And I got to know this dog over the last few years because of Saul. And he is just one of the nicest, most gentle dogs that I have ever encountered. And you wouldn't have guessed it if you just looked at him. But once you get to know dude, I mean, he, he is just unbelievable. And dogs feed off of your energy. If you give off a bad vibe, it, it's not going to be good. But if you're gentle and kind and you interact with a dog, you'll be amazed on how friendly they are with you. And, you know, dogs are just so amazing because they are just always there for you. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean oh, just, man. He's just a special little dude, man. He really oh, is. Oh, man. And he, yeah, he is so sweet. And, and Saul, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised I haven't like convinced you to give me dude. <laughs> I'm, you can I, have I, cheat though. You can have cheat though. Everything nice that we said about turtle and dude, you can take the opposite for cheat though. <laughs> oh, gremlin looking ass. Oh my gosh. That dog. I love him. I do. Estella thinks I hate him. I don't hate him. I just, oh my gosh. Watch as soon as I leave this room, like he knows I'm up here. He knows I'm up here. He knows that there's somebody else in the house. But as soon as I start walking down that stair, those stairs, like, dude, come on now. Like, Cheeto has those eyes too. And and anytime, anytime I go over to Saul's house, I look at Cheeto. It just reminds me of Steve Buscemi from, uh, was it Big Daddy? Or, yeah. uh, or Mr. Deeds, <laughs> crazy eyes, <laughs> Mr. Deeds. It's Mr. Deeds. Oh crazy my gosh! Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Or the the guy off of the Simpsons, or the Family Guy with the stake in his head. He's like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Here, here's a here's a here's a look. Yeah, a little crazy eyes, McGee, right here. Crazy eyes. Which eye am I supposed to look at there, Cheeto? Maybe that's why you're so disgruntled with me because I don't know which eye to look at. He could watch a uh, tennis match without moving his head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He just, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, All man. right, man. Hey, dogs are awesome, man. And if you got one, uh, you know, take care of them and they deserve all our love and our attention and uh they get us through some really down times man that's for sure i know these they have done that for both of us man but justin that's a that's the end of another total bs podcast happy championship to you my friend uh, someday take another someday, swig someday maybe i'll get to experience that someday anyway so uh tell tell them where they can find us Sunday, someday, but you know where to find us. Total BS podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And also for our live stream, our video stream, give us a like on Facebook because when you like us on Facebook, you get this little reminder on when we're going live. So you'll always know when we're about to do our live stream. And then on YouTube, same deal. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you set the alarm and you'll get all of our updates. And we're also on Twitch as well. So, <laughs> as Sam Singh says, a little bright in there, Justin. Hey, I'm wearing, I'm wearing these sunglasses because it, it looks like the goggles that they always wear yeah. when they're uh, dumping Spraying champagne, the champagne on each other. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you didn't spray champagne on yourself tonight. But uh, No, this is know. expensive equipment. I ain't got that kind of money. Yes, Bunker. Come out to Arizona, especially right now because the weather is go about to hit like money right now mm -hmm. this is the time you move out to arizona then you move back when it comes to about april or may yeah um, and speaking then of, uh, speaking
speaking Adam of Barry, Justin just went to the eye doctor earlier. <laughs> Got his eyes dilated. My uh, my my Cadillacs. <laughs> Not my cataracts. My my Cadillacs. <laughs> uh, and, and and speaking of Adam Green, actually, um, I do think pretty soon we will be on uh, the social distancing uh, podcast uh, or, or the the Facebook uh, club page. Oh, so. social distance drinking club. Yes, yes, yes. So that'll hey, be fun. I'm already and, way ahead of you guys. Well, I just finished a whole thing of a, a michelada just a minute ago. Um, and I got some pretty cool blue gin downstairs that I'm ready to break open. So gin and juice. Adam, Adam, you just let us know when, man, and we're there. So anyway, that was another episode of the Total BS Podcast. Our thanks uh, again to Madison Curley for joining us. Check out the You Mad Bro podcast when it does come out. And if you don't know when it comes out, neither do we. But when we find out, we will let you know so you can follow us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That's where we update all the shows, let you know all the haps. Uh, we got some pretty cool things coming your way also in the next couple of weeks. We actually are going through a complete redesign. Uh, so as we move forward, we will have a completely different look to our podcast here moving forward. And we have a very special individual uh, that we will bring on the show once that all happens, because she does some killer, killer work. Um, and so she's going to throw I mean, I feel like I got like one of the best tattoo artists in the country doing something for my body. But this one's for our podcast. And it's a it's a completely different look and we couldn't be more excited. So hopefully we'll unveil that here soon. And again, we are part of the Arizona Varsity Network. So check them out on Twitter as well. Um, they'll be releasing stories on our podcast and all that good stuff. And we'll bring in individuals from, from those shows as well. They do a great job over there. So until next time, you know where to find us. You know where to see us. We love you. Champs. Champs. fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool. It's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us, yo. Your fans just might turn into all fans. 